When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. We made some changes. Bear with us through these first four episodes before the rebranding is final. The new email is erieokipodcast at gmail.com. Instagram is at erieoki, and Facebook is also erieoki. Thanks for all your constant support. We couldn't do it without you. <laughs> it's baked my head on the microphone. Um, so, have you ever thought, like, how, I had this thought the other night. And it was a completely sober thought. Okay. I thought, wouldn't it be weird if everybody looked just like they look right now, mm-hmm. but we all had the exact same teeth? Like, if everybody had your teeth. Like, imagine, like, your mom or, like, your girlfriend or, like, if they had your teeth. That honestly be pretty weird. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. That's... I thought that was, I thought that was really, it, was a, it wasn't a weird thought that I had. It would be freaky. It would be freaky. See everyone and like, have the same teeth. Like, and, but the, it would make dentistry so easy. Like, they would just have one set of teeth that they had to, like, make implants of or, like, it was a oh, weird thought. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Which, this goes right into what we're talking about today. So, welcome to Spooklahoma, everybody. I'm Marnie Vinge, and I've got um, Dustin Truman here with me. He is hey. my cousin. And we're going to talk about some UFOs today. But uh, first, I wanted to give Dustin a chance to kind of introduce himself and tell you what he's working on, what creative projects he's got in the works. Yeah. Um. Recently, uh, I mean, first you can follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just go there? Yeah. Dustin Cook, uh, D-U-S-S-I-N, Cook. Um, right now, just working on music, trying to finish an album, have visuals coming, clothes, um, eventually architect. Yeah. We could do some architecture. That's exciting. Yeah. It's a good, it's an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things are cooking. Yeah. The future is bright. It's bright. Is it as bright as the light from a UFO coming to abduct you? No. No. Okay. That's good though. Probably. That's probably a good thing. That's like blinding light. Yeah. That's like your life's about to, I don't know. (laughs) You're you're about to be in the shit. Yeah. (laughs) You're about to, yeah. That's not good. Okay. So we're going to talk about UFOs over Oklahoma. So some very specific sightings that have been made. But first, hmm. let's like, let's define what a UFO is. So I looked this up online and this okay. is, this is the actual definition from like Merriam-Webster or dictionary.com or one of those. Okay. So it's a noun, a mysterious object seen in the sky for which it is claimed no orthodox scientific explanation can be found. And I like the fact that they included for which it is claimed like there's they're very much taking a stance here by saying this is we're not saying that this is what it actually is but this is like people claim that they don't that they don't have an explanation for a ufo yeah you get I, what i'm saying i get you yeah yeah 
So, so that's the definition. So pretty much anything that you hmm. see in the sky that you cannot make a scientific explanation for, which I think is a pretty broad definition. Yeah. Because that seems like any person who saw like anything in the sky could be like, this is a UFO. But I think that UFOs like from, from my reading and stuff and from what I know about UFOs, they have a very distinctive pattern of movement, Mm -hmm. like hovering or zipping across the sky really fast or fast movements. Yes. Yeah. Fast, abrupt movements. Yeah. Yeah. Direction real quick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like multiple lights kind of, it, it doesn't look like a plane or a helicopter because we all know what those look like. Yeah. Like there's a jail not far from my house. So like there's always helicopters out here. I know what those, what those look like. But, um, but yeah, so some common types of UFOs and I thought what better source and Dustin is pretty young, so he may not know this source, but, um, I thought what better source than weekly world news Oh, yeah. You lost me. Okay. Weekly World News was like, um, they're one of those magazines that you see at the grocery store that like on the front of it, it'll be like, um, Hillary Clinton is having an alien baby. Like it'll be stories like, yeah, like stories like that. Or it'll be like, um, Bat Boy. Oh, shit. Yeah. You need to, you need to see it. It's, it's a classic. So there are eight, according to, um, a really fancy UFO website that I found, there are eight types of UFOs that are recognized. What? Um, which I don't know how accurate this is because it did not have the um, cigar-shaped thing on it. And I've heard that term multiple times. So anyway, number one is classic flying saucer, which is just like exactly what you think it is. Like the emoji right. on your the iPhone. Classic UFO. Classic UFO that you gotcha. see in like everything. So conical disc, which um, also exactly what it sounds like, uh, football shaped, which may be the cigar shaped, um, kind of long, and those usually have like lights on them. Um, a coin like disc, which is flatter than the classic flying saucer, um, top shaped, which is kind of that. Um, they can't see what I'm doing right now, but <laughs> it's like a triangle kind of, kind of shape like. It's sort of like the classic flying saucer, but more of a tr- uh, top shape. Okay. Um, and then egg shaped, which to me, that reminds me of that movie Arrival. That's some, yeah. You know, have you seen that movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are kind of like egg shaped, like those big right. pods that come down out of the sky, which if that happened. I think that's what I kind of seen was egg shape. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay. We're going to, we're going to get into that. What, it's um, crazy what, how they have these all category. Like, yeah. There's a whole, like, science behind, like, ufolo- ufology. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's so then there's diamond-shaped, which to me, um, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. And then the eighth, which I think is the most terrifying of all of these, is the blinding light. What which this this means that you are, like, you are in the alien's tractor beam. Like, you are about to be abducted. Like, this is when the ship is coming down, like, right on top of you, and all you see is light. Yeah. Like, this is, that's, like, (laughs) that's terrifying. Yeah, that would destroy me. Yeah. So, then the next thing I wanted to go over is, like, the types of aliens. So, this is, these are, these are the typical types of aliens. According to, like, I think it was the Northern Ontario UFO Research Network or Foundation or something like that. Hmm. Um, So, the number one most common, what do you think it is? the big eyes and like the 
What color is their skin? Green. Gray. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah close. Okay. Close. Yeah. Um, the grays. They're the most frequently encountered classic aliens, small and gray with almond-shaped eyes. Yeah. They're those little dudes that you're always seeing on TV and stuff like that. Yeah. Then there's um, the reptilians, which are the hostile, angry ones that want to take over the world. That's and, not like, something I want to run into. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Like, <laughs> these are the ones that like people think are... Um, like These are the ones that the Weekly World News would cover if they were saying like that Hillary Clinton were actually a an alien like or having an alien baby it would be a reptilian baby like because these are the ones that people think are part of the new world order like oftentimes they claim that celebrities are actually reptilians and there are all these youtube videos that you can watch about how so-and-so is actually reptilian because they blink sideways or something like that yeah yeah blinking sideways i'm gonna question something yeah that's true yeah yeah Yeah, i agree i would question something (laughs) if i saw that (laughs) Um, so then there's ancient aliens, which are like the aliens that supposedly built the pyramids, stuff like that. The yeah. Nordic aliens, um, which look just like us, but they look kind of Norwegian. So shout out to my Norwegian homies. Mm. Like, um, you guys might be aliens. I don't know. Um, so then there's the men in black, which are kind of scary. Um, the men in black are, they look like humans, but they're pale skinned. They wear those black suits and black hats, and there are lots of stories about them showing up in places where there's been UFO activity and kind of silencing it, like making it go away, kind of making that. the people is shut up the about it. Movie is based off of. Yes, yeah. Oh, okay. But those are like friendly Men in Black, and like yeah. the typical Men in Black stories that you hear are not friendly. They're, okay. Yeah, like my I have a friend who um, I won't identify her because. Um, I don't know if her grandma wants to be identified, but her grandma told me a story about some men in black that came in and got a guy at a restaurant that she worked at. What in the like world? they came in, they got him and he never came back. Just vanished. Yeah. And he was, he was a government employee. Mm. And so, yeah, it was kind of, kind of weird. Yeah. So then there's the Roswell aliens, which were childlike, um, little, little guys, and then neonate aliens, which I've never heard of, they say that they look like fetus-like. And I can't really imagine a tiny baby-shaped alien, but what? apparently that's a thing. What are they called? Neonate. Neonate. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. I haven't ever... I, I've i never heard, heard of those. One. Yeah. But so this is where it gets exciting. Um, there is a website called the National UFO Reporting Center's website, you know, what I'm saying there. Um, and the National UFO Reporting Center takes an online index of UFO sightings that date way back. And they have it, I believe they have mm. it for each state. But I was just looking specifically at Oklahoma. And the UFO sightings in Oklahoma, from what I could tell, go back to 1947. Jesus. So I'm going to read Just you, here in Oklahoma? Yes. Hmm. Just here in Oklahoma. So people are seeing UFOs yeah. all the time. I don't doubt it. Yeah. And these are only the ones that are reported. Like, oh, okay. So, and like you and I didn't report our sightings. Yeah, I didn't so, report anything. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. So, um, we're going to go over some notable cases and I'm going to read these cases to Dustin and then we're going to talk about them. So the first one is the earliest one I could find, which was 1947. And this is what the report says. I am reporting this for my grandmother as she is 93 years old in August of 1947 while they were traveling from Kansas City, Kansas to Amarillo, Texas, the family had stopped in Henrietta, Oklahoma to visit friends before heading home to Amarillo. 
The family was traveling into the night and decided to pull off the road and rest a few hours. This was on Route 66, about 100 miles from Henrietta, Oklahoma. Since it was so hot, they had some blankets to lay on the ground. My grandma and her brother, now deceased, were talking and looking at the stars. Everyone else was asleep, and all of a sudden, there was a bright light above them, so bright it was just like daylight. It lasted about 30 seconds and was gone. My grandmother and her brother were very frightened. To quote her, her, my brother has been to World War II and has seen everything, and he was very frightened. They thought they would... They thought they would wake up the two kids and my grandfather, but they did not. They knew it was not an airplane because it did not make a sound. Her memory is excellent. She said they had taken this trip in a 1936 Ford. Jeez. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's like that blinding light that we're talking about. And, you know, and people could. get abducted. Yeah. And people could dismiss this because she's a 93-year-old woman, but um, I... I don't think that she should be dismissed. I think that this is, I don't know. I mean, that it seems like if I was an alien Mm. and I was flying a UFO and I was going to try to abduct somebody or I was going to try to check out Earth, I think that I would pick somewhere like close to Henrietta, Oklahoma back in 1947 because there's nothing there. Yeah, it's just land. Yeah, just lots of land and, (laughs) you know. And I can imagine that it would be terrifying if you were a kid and, um, let's see, she was 93, so that would make, and he reported this, mm, there's not a way for me to tell, okay. Um, so I'm guessing she was probably maybe a teenager at the time, like mm. early teens maybe. Yeah. So... I mean, that's, she's not so little that this would be a false memory. Like, you know what I mean? Did you say her dad was in the military? Yeah. Her, um, let's see. Her brother. Hmm. So he, maybe he was already, yeah, he would have already been in the war. And so, so he was old enough to enlist and. He was a soldier and he was very frightened by whatever they saw that night. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't doubt any of that. Yeah. It all happened. Yeah. I mean, if I had a light coming down, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the world was ending kind of, or my life was ending. Oh, yeah. So. I'd be sure I was about to die. I'd be like, this is it. This is how it all ends. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can make up some stories. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also... I think a lot of a lot of people will say like, oh, these stories are made up, whatever. But I think and I think that there are people who do fabricate stories. Right. But a lot of these people have a lot to lose by telling these stories. Yeah. You know, like they. I agree. They um, I figure I this lady probably she was older. So she figured it's OK for me to tell this story now. I should tell this before I pass on and right. that sort of thing. But there are a lot of stories that are told by people who have a lot to lose. Yeah. And it really benefits them in no way to say, hey, yo, I saw a UFO. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to the next one. Hmm. So this one's from 1958. In the summer of 1958, I was in far eastern Oklahoma with a small troop of Boy Scouts and a Scoutmaster. We were camped on the banks of Small River and several miles from the nearest town. 
As we were lying on our backs, observing the night sky, one of the scouts points to the northeast and said, Hey, look, Sputnik. Sure enough, moving at what seemed to a, seemed a slow rate of speed was a light in the night sky. It would have looked like a star had it if it had not been moving. As the light moved from the northeast to the southwest, another scout shouted, Look, there's another one. Looking to the southwest, we saw a second light, which appeared to be a copy of the first, moving from the southwest to northeast on a collision course with the first. Although they were very far apart and moving slow, over the next 20 to 30 minutes, they had come within approximately an inch of one another. Then a flash of light occurred between the two objects, and the one on the right, coming from the southwest, appeared disappeared, and the one from the northeast continued its southwestern flight until it disappeared sometime later. We were shocked and amazed, and to this day it has remained an unfor- unforgettable experience. N-U-F-O-R-C note. This is a note from the people that compile all this data. Date is approximate. Almost no man-made satellites have a westerly ground track, so any fly- anything flying to the west would not be a satellite. Hmm. hmm. That's interesting. So they're confirming that it's not a satellite. Satellite. Um, this kind of reminds me of what I saw, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get into, but... Um, Again, it's somebody who's out in the woods or a not densely populated area kind of seeing something. Yeah. So maybe we need to go to the woods. I may do. See some UFOs. Go camping. Go camping in, uh, where were they? Eastern Oklahoma, I think. Which, I don't know. We covered Eastern Oklahoma in uh, one of the other episodes, and I don't know if it's a great idea for us to go camping out there. But, um, so it sounds like, whatever these two were they were communicating with each other or not having a good interaction like there was a flash of light that occurred between the two objects and then one of them disappeared to the north disappeared Hmm. so that would be kind of spooky to see could have been like scouting and then checking up with each other i guess yeah that's uh, that's kind of what i was thinking too Uh okay so here's That'd be, um, that'd be just beautiful slash like just pure crazy. Terrifying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Shocking. Uh-huh. It shocked me. That would shock the shit out of me. Because that's not human made. If yeah. If they're moving like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. So this one is pretty interesting because this is someone who actually had an encounter with a being from another plane of existence. So I'm excited about this one. I was four or five years old, nighttime. I woke up and saw a small, lightly glowing, quote, person standing in my toy box in my closet. I asked, what are you doing? And it answered, go back to bed. So I did. (laughs) Mentioned it to my mother the next morning, and she said I had a dream. Uh, forgot about it until I saw Bud Hopkins' book Communion in about the early 70s. The face on the cover triggered my memory, and I confirmed with my mother that I had mentioned a little person in my room in the past. I have a strange scar under my hairline in the back right side of my head with an amorphous fatty lump next to it. Again, asked my mom about it, and she cannot recall an injury to that spot on my head. First sighting, August 77. What the- Victoria, Texas. 
reported to a geophysical job and slept in my car in the parking lot on the outskirts of town. 3 a.m., cop wakes me up and wants to see my ID. Checked okay and told to go back to sleep. Couldn't. Laid my head out the car window to watch for falling stars as it was a new moon night. Clear, starry night. A large or very close gunmetal gray craft glided silently, slowly, directly over me. I didn't realize what I was looking at until I saw the glow of the city lights on the underside. The hair on the back of my neck stood up for the first time in my life. I went from skeptic to believer in about five seconds. So, I think they need to get that lump checked out. That's what kind of... That is... If I were to wake up and see something in my room like that, I would not go back to sleep. No. Whatsoever. Which I I guess, like, if but you were if little, you were little, tiny, like, you could... I'd understand that. Yeah, you, you know? could kind of... I would definitely understand that. Yeah, but... I'd be scared, so I'd definitely... I'd be terrified if I saw something in my closet and then playing fl- in my toy box. Find a lump on your head days after? Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah. That is... That's intimidating. That's... I think that, um... It reminds me of the X-Files, which I have my I Want to Believe poster uh-huh. right here. Um, it reminds me of when... Have you ever watched the X-Files? Maybe. Um, well, Mulder's... Uh, yeah, Mulder's sister gets abducted when they are kids. And there's a lot of alien abduction that goes on on that show. And like um, implants and stuff like that. And this sounds very in line with... Um, the stories that they tell on there. But I think that that's, I don't know. That would be scary as hell to be a little kid and have an experience like that. And I know that a lot of times people who, um, have experiences like that as children go on to see UFOs multiple times during their life. Yeah. Like it's almost like they've been marked and that's scary. Yeah. And yeah, it's like they've been chosen and they, continually come back to that person kind of which i know that people could say well it's they're crazy or it's mental illness or whatever but i don't know it's strange that there are so many people that have this experience so many stories yeah Hmm. so this last one this one i'm kind of excited about as well because um this was actually reported by a cop okay so We'll read his report. August 2000. Man reported contact with three individuals with strange eyes. On 8-11-2000 at approximately 8-15, I received a call about a man laying in the middle of the road approximately seven miles south of town name deleted and approximately five and three quarter miles west of town name deleted. I went to the scene and when I arrived, I saw a man wearing a windsuit lying directly in the middle of the roadway. As I pulled up, he appeared to be rubbing his eyes or his forehead. I stopped about 20 feet from and approached him. A handgun was lying in a holster beside him. I secured the firearm in my trunk and then went back to him and spoke to him. He did not appear to know I was there until until I spoke. He seemed to be very confused. I asked him what he was doing there, and he could not answer. For a few moments, I asked where he was, and he said he was in Oregon. I asked him how he got where he was, and he began telling me about following someone to a lake and how he had pulled into a field and then ran out of gas. I could not smell any alcohol on him, nor did I see any sign of its use, and he denied any drug use. In the area where he had been lying, it appeared he had been rolling around. 
His wallet and money were on the ground beside him. There were also numerous footprints in the area where he was. All the tracks matched. The tennis shoes he was wearing, and they appeared to have been made by someone who was confused. The tracks, that is. As I began talking to him, to the man, he told me that he was going to tell me something that I would find hard to believe. He told me that he thought he had been kidnapped by aliens. He said after he ran out of gas, he started walking towards some lights that he saw. He said as he was walking, a car went around him, and he thought it was going to stop and pick him up. It pulled ahead of him quite a ways and stopped, which he thought was strange. He said a man got out of the car and looked at him. He described the man as having glowing green eyes. He said at the time he looked behind him and saw beside him two other men, one on each side. One of the men had glowing green eyes, and the other had eyes that glowed like diamonds. The men did not say anything to him, but he could tell they were telling him to trust them. The man began to feel as if he was being shocked and said he could not move. He said the memory was very vivid to him, although the events leading up to the encounter were somewhat blurred in his memory. The man was very thirsty at the time I picked him up. We began looking for his car, and after searching for it for about 30 minutes, we found the car approximately one to one and a half miles away where he had run out of gas in a plowed field. I contacted the son of the man, and he was surprised at where his father was and what he was reporting to me. The son described the man as being the most rational and sane man you would meet. I also called the man's daughter, and she reported that at approximately 4.45 that same morning, the man called her on his cell phone, which he was carrying with him, and had when I found him. He told his daughter at the time that he was being kidnapped by aliens, and the cell phone went dead. He was also reported to have called a friend in country name redacted and told him the same thing. The more I was with him, with the man, the less confused he became. However, the events prior to the reported contact were still hazy, but those of the event were clear. I could not find any of his tracks leading to where I found him. However, vehicular traffic and the wind could have done away with them. After getting fuel for his vehicle, the man continued on to his destination. Whew. Yeah. There's a lot there. Oh. Yeah. It sounds like, um, what type of aliens would you say those were? Maybe the men in black. I was, I was thinking men in black, men in black but I, I, but then I thought, started thinking maybe the Nordic okay. aliens. Yeah. Since they were kind of friendly, yeah. it sounded like. I, yeah. I they didn't really that. do anything bad to him, um, Damn, other than kidnap is, him. I want to meet that guy. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And you can tell that by the way that this cop wrote this report, he believed him. Yeah. Like he kind of, even if he didn't believe him, he knew that something had happened that yeah. was making this guy act strangely. Yeah. He said he was rational. He was yeah. A sane dude. Yeah. That's. I don't know. That'd be like if like one of our moms was like. Freaking out. I've been me. I call, calling us and being like. I am being kidnapped by aliens and I need you to do something about it ASAP. Like, I don't I know. I would think they were bullshitting, but I could tell, like, if they're being serious. Right. That would, wow, that would be scary. That, that would, would scare be, me. It would, yeah. it would be really scary. Like, because at the very least, they are having some kind of mental breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I would like to know, something I would like to know about this was, it would be if his children confirmed that he was supposed to be in Oregon. Yeah. That would be interesting to yeah. know. Need more deeds. More deeds, yeah. But yeah, so if you guys want to 
see more of these stories, go over to that website that I mentioned. Um, let me get the website for you again. It is the National UFO Reporting Center. And there's an online index of UFO sightings that date back way far. You can see all kinds of stuff. Um, and then something I wanted to mention was a book that I read, um, which I don't know if you're familiar with Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-mm. Okay, there's this ranch in Utah. Um, this book was written by Colm A. Kelleller and George Knapp. And um, it's a chronicle of the most intense study of UFO activity in history. It took place on Skinwalker Ranch in Utah, (coughs) which is known for super weird, bizarre things happening. Like the people that live there would go out and look up in the sky and see a hole in the sky. And it was like they could see into another dimension. And then there were times when there were like crafts floating just randomly on their property and there were these giant wolf-like animals that came and killed some of their cattle and then there were other cattle mutilations that they think were done by aliens and it's just it's a wild story it's really Gee. really crazy skinwalker skinwalker ranch is the name uh, hunt for the skinwalker is the name of the book and it was at skinwalker ranch in utah um it's a really it's a really good book if you are wanting to check out some ufo related research but so I wanted to close today by letting Dustin and myself both tell our UFO stories. Yeah. So I'll let Dustin go ahead and go first. I'm going first? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> um, let's see. I want to say it was about two two years ago. I want to say two years ago, summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sober. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, being healthy, going to the gym every day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was in the morning. I'd just woken up. Had coffee, um, went out to my hot tub, got on the hot tub for up there 30 minutes, maybe. Um, didn't have my phone. Was it still dark outside? No, it was light. Okay. It was daytime. Like, okay. It was bright outside. But it was it was really it was really quiet outside. I live in like a gated community mm-hmm. and um there's no one else outside really. No dogs barking. It was quiet. And um I have a pretty big backyard, um, but behind my backyard, there's like a, there's a pond and there's a bunch of like tall trees surrounding it. Um, they're pretty high up, higher than my house, etc. But, um, I just seen this, it was, first of all, it wasn't human made. Um, I, I was checking myself, like pinching myself, making sure, you know, I'm not like hallucinating, etc., etc. Um, there was like no sound. Um, wasn't an aircraft that we could have made, um, and yeah, I just start checking off all these things that it's not. And it was sitting up there for a minute, and it was one of those oval. It's like an egg shape. Okay. But it was like gray. It was like all silver. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. There was no lights. There wasn't like. Um, which is like if you see a big silver egg like floating, like it was like above the tree line, mm-hmm. and it was just floating, and uh, it looked like it was. It honestly, I felt like it was looking at me, or like like because I was the only person outside, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it seemed pretty big, but it was going at a pace where, like our machines couldn't really do that. Right. Cause they didn't have propellers, they didn't have wings, 
Like, was it quiet? It was dead silent outside. Dead silent. And um, I remember just staring at it, and it just kept moving across the tree line, like super slow. Like, mm. I don't know if it was scanning or checking things out, but um, it almost went to like a hyperloop, like like um, or hyperspeed. Um, and just kind of vanished, but it didn't go across the sky. It was like, we're all right, like all right in front of me. And, um, yeah. And I told everyone, my parents thought I was crazy they didn't really think yeah. too much of it, but, um, I'm positive. I seen what I saw. Have you ever seen anything else in your neighborhood? Like, um, I seen a few things. Um, it's all kind of been located like on like the back roads by my house. Mm-hmm. Um, like one day I was, me and my friends were like skating and this neighborhood that we're in, um, it's right off the back roads, but it's, it's like on a hill mm-hmm. and you can kind of see the lights of the rest of like more and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's yeah. pretty high up there. Um, but we're all skating up there and we just, me and it was me and my buddy Fredo and, um, a few other people were there. I think Jerry is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just me and Fredo that seen it, and it was just a big flash. Like it's kind of like my whole vision was like someone just took a photo of me. Mm-hmm. But it was like a huge flash, and but it like just went straight down, like through the earth, kind of mm-hmm. like it, a beam. It was like a beam, but it wasn't like a. I don't know. It was super fast, but it was so bright that like we know what we saw. Mm-hmm. Like it was, um, it was shockingly bright. Cause I was sitting there, my mouth was like drops. Cause I don't know. That's crazy. I don't even know how to kind of describe it. It was kind of a um, just a huge flash, and it just went to the ground. It like went into Earth, kind of mm-hmm. from the sky. I don't know. It was really weird. It was really fast too. Mm-hmm. But it was me and him not seeing that, and um, we we had this conversation the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, I had one more. Um, I don't really. It's kind of by the same area, maybe a mile from that, which is kind of weird now I'm thinking about it. Um, but it was above my friend Jerry's neighborhood. Um, I was driving to 7-Eleven, and I just was looking out my uh, window while I was driving, and you could see, like, little lights, like, hover over his neighborhood. But they're, like, very small. Like, but there's many. There's about 10 of them, 8 of them. And... Cause going up my street, um, like the street that I was on, like his neighborhood was just straightforward, like just down the road. And, um, so I could kind of see him like doing this weird, uh, they would like dive down to the neighborhood kind of, mm-hmm. and then go back up. It was weird. It's really weird. There's a lot of them though. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It's kind yeah. of like a, I don't know. I kind of didn't believe what I saw, but mm-hmm. at the same time, because at first, from a distance, they look like stars. But mm-hmm. when, when I was getting close and driving closer, um, they were just like little balls of light. Yeah. It's weird. Well, when I um, when I had my sighting, it was after a Third Eye Blind concert, and I was also sober, and um, I was with a friend of mine, and we were walking out of the zoo amphitheater. It was dark. Um, and it was summertime. This was probably in 2015, I think. Mm -hmm. And we were walking out to the parking lot or where we had parked our car. 
And um, he was like, Marnie, Marnie, look up there. And I look up in the sky and there's this orange light that's just like hovering. And it's kind of off in the distance um, to the, I want to say that that was to the north of, like north of the zoo. And um, it just hovered there. And it was very strange because it wasn't like... It didn't look like a helicopter or a plane or anything like that. And it was just hovering in one spot. And so I thought for a second, like, oh, maybe it's a, I don't know, like one of those radio towers that have like the blinking light on top, but it wasn't blinking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it just zips to the left, just like straight across the sky in a straight line. Yeah. And then stops immediately. Yeah. And then it just slowly descends. And I was like what the hell did I just see? Like this is, and it makes you feel crazy because you're like, and me and my friend talked about it. We were like, that's insane. Like, I think we just saw a UFO. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously we can't identify it. So to us, it is a UFO. Right. But I mean, I think legitimately what you and I both saw were UFOs. I'm not saying like necessarily that there were aliens flying them or anything like that, which maybe there were, maybe there weren't, but um, I mean, we definitely don't have that technology. Right. Like, it was so. it was weird. And, like, some of the things that people say is, like, maybe it's, like, military technology that they're testing. And kind of, I could see that. Like, mm. that would make sense. Um, yeah. But it's a lot more fun to think that it's aliens. Yeah. And I, I have a lot of friends that have told me, and a lot of people that I know that are in the military, and they've seen stuff. You know, really? a lot of military people see um, UFO, I mean, unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. So... Like, up when they're flying and stuff? Yeah, up when they're flying. Yeah. Um, even on the ground, like, in bases and stuff. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. My buddy was telling me a story the other day. Um, his friend was working at a base and whatever, and something just flew over him. And at first, he was like, what in the world? Blah, blah, blah. He didn't know what it was, so he just dismissed it. And then it came back, and um, it it just, like, it was kind of in his face. Um but it just like put off a bunch of lights mm-hmm. like where he was kind of blinded, but he was so scared. He just stood there like, I mean, what can you really do? Right. You know? Yeah. But, um, there's a lot of military stories. Yeah. Um, but my, my story kind of, that's kind of how, what happened to my story where it like pinged across mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. stopped, but mine didn't descend and just went to uh, like a hyperspeed. Yeah. It was weird. It's so weird. It's wild. Like, I wonder I wonder if there's anybody else in our family that has seen a UFO that if you're listening right now and you are in our family or if you're not in our family, anybody send um, send us an email at spooklahoma at gmail dot com and tell us about what you saw. Yeah. And maybe like I want to put together some kind of episode where we put together people's experiences and stuff like that. That'd be cool. But um, you want to go ahead and uh, you can plug your Instagram again if you want or like okay. anything else. Dustin Cook. Um, D-U-S-S-I-N Cook at Instagram. Um, I don't have a Twitter anymore. Yeah. No Snapchat. I hate so. Twitter. Yeah, I'm done I with all that. Uh, it's such a garbage and fire. Facebook. I deleted it. I hate Facebook too. Yeah. They'd be watching what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get ads for stuff. I don't yeah, I don't like that. Um, so go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed what Dustin and I did today. And um, check us out on Instagram at Spooklahoma and Facebook. It's the same. Um Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>